life is not going to look like anyone else's and it shouldn't. It's going to be unique to you. So figure out what you value and start building your life around that. Creating the beauty business that you dream of doesn't have to take over your life. It's all about mastering some basic principles and putting in place strategies to give your business the strong foundation it needs to build from. Throw in the right mindset, a handful of proven systems, being willing to stretch your comfort zone just a little and knowing how to promote and market yourself properly and your success is inevitable. Problem is, that's not what they taught you when you were learning your skills. So that's what I'm here for. Welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast. Now with over half a million downloads worldwide, it's the number one podcast for the independent beauty business owner dedicated to helping you grow your business to get the clients and the money that you want without all the stress and the worry. Now, my name is Adam Chatterley and I've been helping spas and salons all over the world to succeed for over 20 years now. And I'm going to help you transform your business starting today. Today, we're talking about how understanding your why now will bring you more happiness and more money more quickly and why it's got to be this way around if it's going to happen fast and last a long time for you. Before we dive into the episode today, though, I wanted to make sure that you've taken the opportunity to grab yourself a copy of my incredibly popular, entirely free and very useful ebook. It's called The Seven Day Booking Boost, and that's exactly what it is. Well, it's actually that and a whole lot more. It's basically a framework for quite simply leveling up your beauty business in just 15 minutes a day. The initial result of that being more bookings for you, and you'll start to see results inside of just seven days. But the longer you do it for, the bigger the results you're going to get. Now, it's brand new. It's brand new edition. It's rather beautiful. And it's specifically designed for beauty and wellness business owners and operators just like you. It contains a very simple, easy three-step process that'll take you just 15 minutes a day, ideally the first 15 minutes of your day, to almost guarantee a massive increase in your effectiveness, an increase in your connection with your clients and an amplification of all your marketing efforts, which in turn will bring you more bookings, more clients, and even a lot more sales as well. So if you want a very short, effective checklist that's full of delightful humor and joy, then go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash boost and download your copy today. Welcome to this week's episode of the Beauty Business Podcast. How are you? How are you really feeling at the moment today? As you listen to my words, speaking to you in your ears. The reason I ask is that recently I've kind of found myself in a bit of a cycle of when, then. And this happens from time to time when I get a little bit out of alignment, a little bit unplanned, a little bit unfocused. And what I mean is that I guess I subconsciously start to say to myself, you know, when I get this next thing done, whatever that might be, then I'll have a rest. I'll go for a bike ride. I'll read a book. I'll sit down. I'll be happy. Whatever that thing might be. So I kind of start off with a, I've just got one more thing to do and then I'll do this. But there's always kind of one more thing to do. Do you know what I mean? The problem is there's always that thing waiting in the wings to kind of capture my attention. So the then never really actually happens if all I do is focus on the when. Now, another way of putting this is the have be do cycle that most business owners tend to find themselves in. This is what happens when you kind of, again, possibly subconsciously say to yourself things like, when I have more clients, then I'll be successful. And then I'll finally do the things that I want to do for me. 
you can change the words around, but it kind of follows this same thing. When I have something, then I will be the way that I want to feel, and then I will do the things that I ultimately want to do. If this sounds familiar to you, then you need to understand that this is all kind of backwards. It goes against our natural logic because our brains work the wrong way around for some reason, but it keeps us trapped in this same cycle until we choose to break it, until we choose to find a different way and force ourselves to work that way. And that is exactly what my guest on the show today is here to help us with. Now, Nicole Meyer had to pretty much hit rock bottom before she realized she needed to figure out a different way. Now, despite being trained as a financial advisor and doing great work for her clients that she worked with, she was in deep debt herself with student loans being used to pay day-to-day bills. Now, obviously, this caused a lot of stress. The stress that it ended up bringing to her was immense, but it was this continued belief in this broken formula, this broken cycle that kept her stuck where she was. But when a life-threatening tumor showed up in her life, things had to change. No more when, then. It became everything now. Now, Nicole went on a journey that led to her discovering and then practicing and now living a formula for her own life for happiness now by focusing on her why. And like so often happens, it wasn't long before the money showed up too. Now, Nicole is a best-selling author of a book called Navigating Life's Transitions, which is an incredible book all about, and I love this, connecting your means to your meaning. Great little tagline. And she's also a partner in a company that's actively helping other people to stop struggling financially and collectively managing over $300 million, which is amazing. So Nicole admits herself that she's now living the life that she only dreamed of. And she puts all of this down to figuring out her why, focusing in on that, and then making sure she was happy in the now before anything else happened. I'll let Nicole tell you the rest of that story. So I want to welcome to the show today, uh, Nicole Mayer. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's, it's great to have you here. Now, we'll get into the topic we're talking about in a second. But um, if people haven't heard of you before, Nicole, I want to, could you give us just a, a quick bit of your backstory, just so we kind of understand where you're coming from, because your story is amazing. Um, so you can kind of quick three minute potted history of, of what's happened to you to bring you to where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I actually, it's interesting that I'm on this podcast because I worked in the salon and spa space for six years um, during high school and college. And I thought that's the space I was going to be in after college. And I thought I'd own my own salon and spa one day. Um, But I really got into finance and helping people plan. And I ended up consulting at some point for some salons and spas. Uh, Went to college. Um, my father lost his job when I was in college, ended up accumulating a ton of, uh, debt paying for school, graduated, uh, in finance and investments and, um, and started my career, um, got married, uh, ended up having a tumor on my liver and having a major illness, um, had a baby and got divorced and was stuck with a ton of credit card debt. And um, in a starting a career and trying to figure out what I want to do and how I want to help people and really dug myself out from the bottom. So I am a I am a financial planner, 
Um, and I've also cultivated this, this um, online learning to help people live their best life or get through to and through transition successfully. I've taken everything that has happened to me in a small condensed period, um, figured out how I made it through, made it through okay, and got myself out of debt got myself on a, on a good path and am living my best life. And w- the biggest lesson I learned from everything that I went through was my best life isn't the life I once envisioned. Um, it's better. Um, the life I envisioned at one point was this, you know, white picket fence. I call it the white picket fence life. Uh, married, two kids, you know, working an amazing job. And I realized that everyone's best life is unique to them. And it really took me some really hard life lessons to learn that I needed to create my own happiness, my own best life. And, um, and it didn't look like everyone else's and it's not all about the money. Um, it's also about what fulfills me on a daily basis. Cool. And I love that. And I love the fact that, you know, you, you are that absolute classic, almost movie storyline of someone who was trained in financial planning who got into financial issues because it can happen to anyone. Yes. But really kind of got yourself out of it. Not just got yourself out of it to a point where you were like, okay again, but when actually no, in doing this, I'm going to take it even further. I'm going to go shoot for the moon kind of thing. And, and you know, you've like you say, you're living your best life now. So that's incredible. And you know, that was a very, very short potted history of your life there. Um, but uh, it is a great, great story. Now, um, one thing we do on the show here is we always ask people their backstory, but we like to get under the skin a little bit more, if that's possible. Um, so I want to ask you a couple of quick fire questions. Um, feel free to pass on them. That's okay. Uh, yeah. But just so we can get to know you a bit more. Now, one that, one that seems to uh, occur regularly, because I, I like a good motivational quote. Um, what is your go-to favorite motivational quote? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, you're never too old. You're never too sick to start over again. Um, and I think about this all the time because I kind of felt like I was in the dumps for a while. Um, it was like I would have one thing happen in my life, um, a medical issue when I had the tumor on my liver. And then it was like, okay, um, now I'm, I, my life may not turn out the way I thought it was going to be because of this. Um, then I had, I kept having all these setbacks and when I really started to embrace that quote and said, you know, you're never too old, you're never too sick to start over again. Um, it really gave me the energy and power to keep moving. Um, and I wasn't starting over again. I was having building blocks and I started reframing to learn that it was building blocks of my journey. Um, and that was making it every time I went up on a different block, I was getting better and better um, at who I was as a person and who I was as a as a business owner and who I was as a mom. So um, I started looking at that and saying, listen, it's not, there's no, there's no end game. Like you're, you're never too sick and you're never too old to start over again. Love that. Absolutely love that. And I can see on your wall behind you, you've got some, uh, some little quotes going on. This one is yes. travel. The only thing that you buy that makes you richer. I love that one as well. Absolutely. Yep. Um, cool. Uh, next question then. What is your favorite cocktail for relaxing? I'm sorry, I should have asked if you drink or not. What's your favorite cocktail for relaxing with? Um, I love uh, just vodka and water and some lemons. Um, and that just gets n- nice and calm. And it's not a lot of calories. So that's helpful. <laughs> so that's, that's my drink of choice. Nice. I love it. And next one. Um, if you were getting on a plane this evening and you could go anywhere and we weren't living in the weird times that we are right now, where would you be going? 
Um, so my happy place is um, Southern Italy. Uh, Malfi Coast is my happy place. I have family in Italy, but um, that just brings me so much like peace and joy, and I love it. Um, oh, but nice. I have. I have some bucket list items that haven't been to Australia and New Zealand. So those are on my list uh, to go to next. Oh, definitely got to go there. We, we spent a few few months there when my when my youngest was born. Um, absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Oh, awesome. So we're definitely got to make it there. But equally, I love Italy. So we're talking kind of Sorrento, Positano. Yes. That kind of, that kind of area. Beautiful. Yes. Amazing. Who has been, who has had, which person has had the most the biggest effect on your life up to this point, would you say? Oh, I would have to, that's a hard one. Um, so I look at it in two different ways. Um, my parents have been so, so, so mm -hmm. impactful. Um, they've been my biggest cheerleaders, my biggest support. Um, they're not in my world. So I didn't come from, you know, my parents are not college educated. Um, they're very, they've always been very hard workers, but they've been my biggest support. And then my business partner, he's been my mentor, uh, my best friend. He's like a brother. Um, and he's been my next biggest support to help me realize my dreams and get to where I am today. Awesome. Love it. Thank you very much for that. I really appreciate that. I always like doing those just to see what, what kind of comes yeah. up. It's almost more, it's almost more just for me. That is really than anything else. Cool. Okay. okay so, um, Obviously, based on your story and where you've got to, we're very much kind of focusing on uh, your why and I guess how that kind of leads to happiness now rather than chasing happiness later. Would you say that's kind of yes. where we're at? Absolutely. Cool. Excellent. So I think over the past few years, we've we've heard quite a lot about your why. You know, there's a lot of you know, big talking heads that have, uh, <laughs> big talking heads, well-known talking heads that have talked about why in a number of different ways. Um, you know, for you, why is, why is your why so important? You know, we always do this in life. We say, oh, when we get to this point, everything's going to be great. I'm going to be less stressed. I'm going to be happy. When we get to this point, I'm going to be happy. When we get to that point. And at the end of the day, if you don't know your why, that point is not making you happy. Um, that dollar amount, that amount of revenue that's coming into your business is not making you happy. Or those types of clients are offering these services, not making you happy. Um, when you know your why and your why is, listen, you know, I'll, my why has changed over the years. My why at first was financial security. I want to be out of debt. I want to have financial security. And that's, that was my why. And I knew exactly what it was going to take. And so I worked to that. But then my why is different now. I want to continue to do the great things I'm doing for people. And I want to make and work with people around me to make them successful. So that's with clients, but that's also with my team and my staff. I want to make them successful. And if I'm doing it and they're advancing, I'm feeling good. And so that has nothing to do with revenue. That has nothing to do with, you know, anything else or, you know, you're spending so much time with your family and not so much in the business or having that more of a balance, then you're feeling good about yourself. Otherwise, if you're just saying, oh, when I know when we hit a million dollars in revenue, I'm, all my worries are going to go away. You're kidding yourself. You need to know your why. Why are you doing it? And there's two whys. There's a why for the business, like what you do and why you do it for your clients. But then there's that why for yourself. So what is your why for yourself? And I say, you got to discover that first. And sometimes you figure out that like, wow, you know what? I actually have enough. I call it like you have enough cake to eat. You have enough right now. I'm just not 
feeling fulfilled because I think I should be somewhere else because I'm comparing myself to another business down the road or my staff is telling me where I should be. And maybe you're just fine. You're totally fulfilled. So you got to figure out your why for yourself. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? And who are you doing it for? And what's truly going to make you happy? Is it making sure that you're home by a certain time every night? having dinner with your family so many times in the evening. And then why for your clients? Why are they visiting you and your business? What's their why? So there's two components I work with. Um, I think of the why. And um, I first, I always make sure mine is clear and concise. And then it's my business and understanding it's clear and concise and that my team knows the why. Why do we get up every day and do what we do? And who are we doing it for? And why do we have smiles on our faces? They need to lo- live and breathe that why as well. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. This this is so interesting. There's so many things coming into this. We've been, I've been talking about niche quite a lot recently, um, and I think a lot of people think of niche as just being, you know, the thing that you offer. But it's not. It's so much more than that. There's there's the who you are offering it to. There's the why you're doing it as well, like you say. Um, and I think why do you think it is that as 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 kind of a culture and as business owners, we link so many things to money. Like you say, it's we often have whatever goal it might be, a hundred thousand or a five hundred thousand or a million. Why do you think we strive for those figures before we think, you know, and then I'll be happy, right. then I'll be successful, then I'll be fulfilled. Why do we do that? Well, it's interesting. I think it's just it's just what's innate in us. We just think, okay, well, if we make more money, our problems go away. Eh, your problems get a little easier. Trust me. And when you have more money, you can throw you can throw money at some of your problems. But do your problems go away? And does it make you happy? Absolutely not. Um, and I think you know, at the end of the day, when I talk about living my best life. My best life looks very different than what I once imagined. I imagined a large home, I, like I said, the white picket fence life in this large home, uh, 2.2 kids, a husband, you know, <laughs> fancy cars. And not to say I don't have some of it. I have a very nice home, but is it the home I imagined? No, but do I need more? You start to see what you're fulfilled. And you know what the trade-off is, is I'd rather vacation more. So same with you, you want a million, you want so much in revenue. You want 500,000 in revenue, a million dollars in revenue. But what's the trade-off? Is the trade-off that you can never travel? You never have time for yourself. You're a slave to your business. Is that making you happy? So that's why I say like, you got to st- take a step back. What fulfills you as a person first? What's going to fulfill you? And what gives you like enough, I call it enough cake tea. We all want more cake. Trust me. Like, you know, we all want more cake, but when you figure out what enough is, then everything that comes above that is gravy and it feels yeah. good. And so like, think about that as revenue that you're making or business is making or income that you're taking in. It's like, figure out what's enough income to feel comfortable and do the things that you like and want to do. And then that's enough cake. And then anything above that is great, but there's always trade-offs to it. So are you willing yeah. to make those trade-offs? hundred percent. I have had, had two conversations in the past week with clients that I worked a lot with through lockdown. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously here in the UK, we were we were shut down a lot longer than quite a lot of places in, in the world in terms of the beauty industry anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the stuff I was working with with these clients during that period of time was quite theoretical because we couldn't test a lot. There were no clients yeah. to see. And one of them was very much transitioning her business from... Uh, kind of traditional beauty to more kind of high-end aesthetics. And, um, you know, 
we worked a lot on on the prices and the treatments and all sorts of things. And now she's opened up again. I think in her mind, she was like, but I'm worried. What if I can't pay my staff? What if I can't pay the bills? You know, all of the stuff around money. Yes. And she messaged me the other day and she's like, we're making more money than I thought we'd be making. And now I've got more problems because I don't know how to X, Y, and Z. And now we've got clients who want bookings all the time. And I'm like, see, yes. it's not about the money that you're earning. There'll always be new yeah. problems. Yes. Always be new problems. Yes. I think it's new level, new devil, isn't it? So, um, yes. <laughs> so they don't go away just because you hit an amount of money. It's not like our oh, plane sailing from now on. Right. It comes with new baggage. Yeah. Yes, it absolutely does. And like, that's why, again, it's like, okay, you know, what's going to make you happy? And then that's where like, for that client that you're dealing with, like, okay, well, what's your why for the business? Like what, yep. what, where do you want to take the business? And is it still, does it match your personal why? Like what, how you want to be fulfilled personally? And so there's that tap dance you have to do between the two to figure out, you know, what, what that perfect medium is. 100%. Now, I always count myself as sort of accidentally a bit lucky. And I know you make your own luck and all that kind of thing. But I stumbled across uh, one of the things that truly makes me happy in my business and in my life. It was not something I thought that I was aiming for. It's not something that I was even ever on a thing. But I absolutely say today, one of the one of the biggest things I love is being able to take my kids to school in the morning and pick them up on an evening. Um, and I've sort of accidentally created a job that I could do that. Yeah, but I love that I can do that. That brings me joy. I love the fact that I can do that. Given that you know, time's gone by. My dad, who you know was hugely supportive of us, but he would disappear out the door at seven o'clock in the morning. Probably wouldn't see him till seven o'clock at night, kind of almost mm -hmm. bedtime. You know, mm -hmm. and I get to spend a huge amount of time with my kids, and that brings me a lot of joy. Yes, I would not have known that unless I'd stumbled on doing it. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So how? can we is there any way that we can actually help to uncover the stuff that's going to help bring us joy bring us happiness without accidentally stumbling on it like i did um and be a bit more deliberate about it yeah so i have an exercise it's probably one of the hardest exercises that people have to do and a lot of times just the thought of it uh is they, they don't like it but it's mm. it's um it's good and one is writing your own eulogy how do you want to be remembered? Are you doing those things? So for, for example, you know, um, I like your example of bringing your kids to school. Um, that I want my son to remember having spent quality time with me. And I, I drive my son to school every day as well. And um, I've been able to do that. And it's like, Remember, it doesn't have to be quality time like we have to carve out. This is just time that we have. Like we have 20 minutes in the car every morning. It's wonderful. Uh, we chit chat about things. And I also want him, you know, I wrote my eulogy as how I want to be remembered. What would I want people to say about me? And I thought about certain people in my life, my kid, my kid being one of them and other people. Well, then you look back when you start to write that. And then again, it is a hard exercise. Yeah, Start to think, are, are you living your life the way you want to be remembered? So are you doing yes. the things with your kids that you want? So you don't have to like, stop, you don't have to stumble upon it. Like, are you doing it? Okay, no, you know what? I'm not doing it. I, I don't even know if they remember me like that because that's what I hope and dream to do one day, but I'm not doing it. 
Um, you know, what would your staff say about, you know, like, again, what would your team say about you? What would, what would all these people do? And are you doing it? And again, again, you don't have to do it all at once, but you can start to take baby steps to start to incorporate some of that stuff into your life. So I think that's one of the best ways to start to realize what you're not doing that you should be doing, um, because that's how you want people to perceive you. You want to be remembered. You can start incorporating those activities into your life today, not tomorrow, not when it's too late today. I think I think that's an amazing exercise to do. I can imagine that being, you know, the resistance to doing that will be incredible. But I think, yeah, if you can sit down and get yourself in that mind frame is how you want to be remembered. And I, I cannot remember where I've heard that when I've heard that somewhere before. Um, but and I didn't do it, I will admit, I didn't sit down and do it. I sort of thought about it quite a lot, but probably yes. put off doing it. Um, but I think maybe it did trigger a few things in my mind to be to be like, actually, yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm not keeping in touch with friends as much as I would like to be remembered. Of. Yes, I would like people to say he was always the guy who phoned. You know, he was always yes. the guy who who phoned or was there when we needed him, or or who asked more than once. You know, are you doing okay? Rather than just kind of paying it yeah. lip service. So th- those are kind of the things that came up for me. And I guess we're always trying to improve because you know, I'm not doing a very good job of it. Um, so you know what. I, you kind of answered that there in terms of once once you've identified some of those things, you know, what are some baby steps? What are some ways that that you can start to change to incorporate those things? You know, it's like anything when you're when you're working through a change, you know, we all go we either go 100 miles an hour and start doing everything right away. All that we change everything in our lives, you know, our businesses, we're doing it. And then it's like a diet. And then after a couple of weeks, you stop and you're like back to normal. Um, I prefer to not do it that way. I prefer to like baby steps. So um, the biggest thing about the eulogy is it helps identify some of the things that are most important to you. Um, The other exercise I tell people to do is if you had 14 days left to live, what would you do? Who would you be doing it with? And where would you be going if anywhere? Okay. This also helps identify the things that you value most in life. And I say, listen, we make smart goals and short goals. And so the first one would be like, again, if your kids are number one important and you you know that you've been at work all the time and you're just not making, okay, fine. Listen, it's as simple as saying, you know what, when I get home, I'm going to put my phone down and there's that hour of time, either in the morning or at night where I don't have any technology or half hour, 10 minutes, I don't care what it is, that I am spending with my kids. If that's like something that's super important to you, um, it doesn't have to be, you have to go a hundred miles an hour and get there because you know what's going to happen. It's going to be like that diet that you're going to start really strong at the beginning of the year. And then a couple of weeks later, it's done. Small things. And listen, if it's a reminder to, you know, text or call your friends and you just put a, you know, um, a lot of people can schedule text messages on their phone. So it's like, (laughs) I'm a queen of that because I think about it and then I'm like, or that's one of my goals. So I just schedule texts. I mean, help yourself out. If you don't, you, you can't be everything to everybody, but you will start feeling more fulfilled if you're doing the things that are, that you, that you value, that are super important to you. And when you're more fulfilled, your business is more successful. You're more successful in your personal life. It, it, you know, it's, it's everywhere. 
It's, that's, that's so true. And I love that exercise. I think that's such a good idea. Some, I mean, some powerful exercises here. 14 days to live and write your own eulogy. Crikey. <laughs> We're digging deep. Um, I, uh, and, and I love the baby steps as well. We, I, I was reading a book recently and it was this, I forget the name of the book, but there was this guy and he was saying, you know, we'd always tried to get into an exercise regime. He'd always tried to, you know, go to the gym and he'd hired personal trainers and all these kind of things. Nothing would stick. Uh, and it came up again for him and he was like, I want to, uh, I want to get fit again. So instead of going, right, I'm going to, I'm going to knock out three 30 minute sessions at the gym this week. Instead, he said, I'm going to do one push up a day. And that yep. was it. One push up a day. Yeah. And what he basically said was he found that once he was kind of down on the floor and doing one push up, wasn't much more work to do two, maybe exactly. three. Exactly. Over the course of the week, he found, well, by the end of the week, I was doing 10 because I was down there and I thought, well, maybe I'll do one sit up because I'm sitting on the floor. Um, and, you know, he by no means said that by the end of six months, he was some Olympic athlete, but he was like, yeah, I was doing push ups. I was doing sit ups. I was I was better than I was when I started. So it can be just those tiny little steps, which is amazing. So, yeah, I mean, you've given us two really good exercises there in terms of, you know, writing your own eulogy and figuring out what you would do in the next 14 days of your life. Because I don't think anyone on their deathbed would go, do you know what? I really wish. I'd spent more time on Facebook. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. No one is saying that. Yeah, probably. I wish I'd spent more time actually with my friends rather than on Facebook. Probably more likely. Yeah. So is it's there yeah. is there one, what's one of the kind of big question that people ask you or one of the tip that you give to people who are trying to kind of uh, uncover the happiness now in their life? Stop. Well, what the first thing I say is stop comparing yourself to everyone else. We live in this digital age where you're looking at pictures on Instagram or Facebook and you think, oh my gosh, they're having the best time. They're having the best life. And I will tell you some of those best photos are covered up by some of the there, people aren't, you don't see their worst moments. They're not posting their worst moments and whatever their life looks like doesn't mean that's what your life looks like. Your job is to figure out what makes you happy and what makes you living your best life. And you know what? It may not be the picture with um, your spouse and three kids there. Like that might not be your best life or it might not be whatever. Your best life is unique to you. And yeah. so you got to figure that out. And so the comparison game is so important. It's just like when you have a client come in, um, you know, I know, and they want to like look like some famous person and you're like, eh, you don't have any of the facial features. You don't have any of this <laughs> stuff. Like can't quite get you there. Like you're not going to look like that person, even if I, you know, Botox your face or cut your hair. So it's not, it's not happening. Um, that's the same here. Your life is not going to look like anyone else's and it shouldn't. It's going to be unique to you. So figure out what you value and start building your life around that. And some of those exercises, the eulogy in the 14 days, that helps discover what's most important to you. Love those. Absolutely love those. Nicole, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Um, if people want to find out more about you, because obviously I know you you have the programs, you a book as well, I believe. Um, yes. If people want to find out, follow, track down, stalk you a bit more, where's the best, best place for them to go? They can go to findyourbestlifenow.com. And I'm also on um, Instagram at... Uh, live your best life underscore Nicole. Amazing. We'll put those links in the show notes pages and also on the podcast description as well. So if you're listening on a phone, just click on description. Those links will be in there. They should be clickable now, I believe. Um, so uh, you can do that as well. Thank you so much for joining us, Nicole. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me.
I uh, hopefully will stay in touch and have a great rest of the day. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye. So yeah, there you go. Not really one of my normal episodes, but we do like to mix things up around here. And I know that you know, 90% of business problems are actually personal problems in disguise. So I like to throw in the occasional life lesson curveball at you now and then. Now, I hope you found Nicole's story and advice really, really helpful. Um, It really was a pleasure to speak to Nicole and to find out how she's not only changed her own life, but she's helping other people achieve even, you know, just part of the success that she's been able to achieve in her own life. In fact, I'd love to know what you took away from the episode today. So do me a quick favor. If you took anything away from the episode today at all, if it's changed your perception, if it's made you think slightly differently, if it's made you, you know, how you're going to approach the next day, the rest of today, tomorrow, the rest of the week, month, year, maybe even your life. If it's done anything for you at all, please go over to iTunes, leave me a quick rating. Take you two seconds. Uh, Please be honest. And if you get it, I don't know, an extra 30 seconds. If you wouldn't mind leaving me a quick review and letting me know what you thought of the episode today, I'd be really, really curious to find out because when I do these episodes, they tend to kind of trigger a bigger response than, you know, my quote unquote normal uh, kind of actionable advice type episodes. So please go do that if this has spoken to you in any way. Now that is all from me for this week. Next week, I'm going to be back to slightly more normal fare here on the show. We're going to be talking about email. What, did I just say email? That's hardly new. Well, that's kind of the point. Email gets a really bad reputation. We kind of diss it on the one hand, but then rely on it on the other hand. In fact, just yesterday, a friend of mine who happens to be the CEO of a major spa company told me outright that they thought email was dead. Then I kind of pointed out that their main method of communication and their main channel of sales is email. And they kind of went a bit quiet after that. So email definitely isn't dead, but it has changed. And I think it's more powerful still, more powerful now than social media is. But you've got to understand how it works, how it fits in with social media and the other things that you do, how to uh, leverage it, how to actually put emails out there and what they should look like in 2021. Okay, so that's what we're going to be talking about next week on the show. So if email is something that you want to know more about, if you want to get more traction and leverage and response from the people that you want to communicate with, i.e. your clients and potential clients, then I will see you next week on the show where we're talking all about email. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. My name is Adam Chatterley. And if you've enjoyed this show today, then you must make sure you don't miss another episode. Just click subscribe in whatever podcast application you are listening to this on to be notified when a new episode is released. And if you'd like even more help starting, growing or scaling up your beauty business, then just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash help. And there are a number of resources right there to entertain, enlighten and assist you in your business journey, no matter what stage you're at.